Hi folks, welcome to another edition of Gold Bazan. This is Pasha Hajian speaking. It's an absolute pleasure for us today to discuss about the AFC Champions League and the Iranian League afterwards. Today I'm joined by the two other directors of this podcast, Sinai Saimian and Pejman Pars. First of all guys, how are you doing today? I'm going to start off with Sina. Yeah, Pasha, it's uh, great to be here once again and, and talking to you guys, of course. Nice to once again talk about Iranian football and nice to hear you, your voices, guys. Right, awesome. So guys, let's first talk about the AFC Champions League briefly before we transition to talking about the Persian Gulf League. So as we know, we have, I believe, four teams competing from Iran in this year's uh, AFC Champions League. So looking at Group A, we have Tractor Sazi being part of the team uh, against such as Al-Ahli, Al-Jazeera, and Al-Gharafa. Unfortunately, Tractor Sazi is last place in this group. Sina, can you give us your general thoughts on this group, and especially knowing that uh, Tarimi just joined this uh, Qatari side, and there was a little bit of controversial issues that he might, you know, back out of this deal. What are your thoughts on it? You know, first of all, uh, talking of Tarimi and starting with him, I thought, um, I'm not going to say I agree with his move to, to Qatar, but I'm, I, I think he must have had his own reasons to... Um, to move away from Persepolis and to move away from Iran and there was a lot of controversy of course after he decided to join Al-Gharafa and um, there was a lot of um, news coming out over his failed move to Rizespor in Turkey and how uh, there was a lot of money exchanged between him and a, and a, a, a financial supporter of, of Persepolis by the name of, uh, I think his surname is Hedoyati, I might be wrong. Um, so there was a lot of there was a lot of um, controversy in, in regards to that. Um, and um, he joined a very good team. Of course, they've signed Wesley Schneider. They were presented together. Um, but I, I think I think for him, uh, to be fair, I, I never really thought he, he has the ability or the mentality to play in Europe. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, I think he's made a he's made a wise decision to go to Qatar if he's not going to stay in Iran and he's joined the team that is in the Champions League. But uh, in terms of um, the uh, group itself, Tractor Sozi for me this is one of the worst Tractor Sozi teams I have seen in a very very long time. Um, Yahya Golmohammadi was in charge of him earlier on in the season. Um, they were banned from two transfer windows due to some money that they owed to one of their former players. I think it was a player by the name of um, So they missed out on a lot of players. Um, they had a terrible season in in the, in the domestic league. They had a terrible start. And, uh, Sorry, Sina, can you say the name again? I think yeah, you're, uh, you get cut off. Can, can you say the name again of the player? Uh, his name, I think, is uh, Rodrigo Tozzi. Mm-hmm. He's a Brazilian, uh, half-Brazilian, half-Italian a midfielder. Um, I believe it was his complaint that kind of led to Tarakter Sozi being banned for two se- uh, for two transfer windows. But um, due to those really extremely poor results and performances uh, this season, Yahya Mohamedi was sacked halfway through, and um, a Turkish manager by the name of er- Ertuğrul Saglam. Um, a Turkish manager who is not necessarily well known, but I think he's done um, he's done he's done well so far since he took over Turkey. So as he's uh, managed to bring in a couple of players, uh, a couple of Brazilian players, and, and one or two players on loan as well from uh, from Sobohan 
players such as Ehsan Pahlavan, who, who I'm a huge fan of. But again, in terms of the Champions League, at the, before the Champions League even started, I didn't think they had much of a chance. And we're two games in now, and they've lost both games, and they haven't even scored a single goal. So I think it's very safe to assume that they will finish as the last team uh, in their group. Um, especially again, because when you look at the other teams, uh, you have Al Garofa, who, of course, as we mentioned, they've kind of strengthened their team. You have Al Jazeera, who are the current UAE champions, and Al Ahli, uh, very, uh, uh, Saudi Arabia's uh, one of Saudi Arabia's giants. So it was always going to be a difficult task anyway. But with this squad that they have and the the lack of quality in their team, I think it's, it was always going to be a monumental challenge for them. Pejman, do you agree with what Sina said and um, with the you know with what situation looks pretty dull that Tractor says he's even going to advance in this group with the likes of Al Ahli, Al Jazeera, and Al Garafa. But also, if you could just give us your thoughts on this group, uh, if Tractor is going to somewhat on top of that, would you agree with Sina that you know Tarmi never had the mentality to even go to Europe, so this is the best he could do after his move from Paris Police? Uh, yeah, I agree with everything that Sina said. Uh, I can't see a uh, tractor bouncing up and doing some magic because, you know, when they got the Champions League spot, from that time to the Champions League actually started, other things, bad things, um, have happened to tractor. So they're struggling in the league and they're struggling in the Champions League. Uh, and with Tony, well, you know, uh, it's a mentality thing, and uh, he doesn't seem to have what it takes in mentality for for doing that hard work in Europe. But you know, we don't know him personally, so we don't know the the main reasons why he he decided to to make this move. Uh, I mean, I, I wish him the best of luck, and uh, he's a good player, and I'm sure he will do good in the national team, no matter if he will be the World Cup squad or not, because uh, uh, his talent is at this moment uh, good enough to to take him to the Asian Champions League with Al Garafa, who who doing some some exciting things with your squad, with also Schneider coming coming in. Right, guys, let me uh, skip Group B for now. I'm really interested to talk about Group C with Al Sad, obviously Javi Hernandez, and Mortis Oprah again. You're part of this team, Paris Police, Nasaf and Al Was. Sina, uh, you know, I'm trying to make out of something about this uh, group. You know, obviously I would assume that Persuade is going to advance, but I'm very disappointed to see, you know, the way in the manage they lost to Al-Sad. And also on top of that, does this go on to show you how poor the Iranian golf league is and that Persuade is just running away with it? I think Persuade is still a very, very good team. I don't think we should forget that this is a this is one of the best teams uh, that the uh, Iranian top division has seen in a very long time, and all the credit needs to go to um, Ivankovic for that. But I think one of the criticisms that he's had, and I think um, I've been kind of a critic of him for this reason, is that in the big games he, he tends to, especially in the in the Champions League games, he gets he tends to get his tactics slightly wrong, and I think that's what happened. Um, against uh, Al-Sad um, in last season in the semi-final against Al-Hilal we, we, we kind of uh, we, we saw it um, so this time I wasn't surprised I mean Al-Sad are a very very good team and of course we know as uh, Xavi and 
of course, Puri Aligenji as well, and Buneja, the, the player who scored, I think, both goals and uh, both goals for two goals for Alistair against Press Police. So, um, it was only, it was always going to be tough for them anyway. But I think going further into the competition, but further into the competition, Persepolis and Ivankovic certainly need to be able to get their tactic strong in the in the big games. I think he, he tends to go with a narrow diamond um, and with two strikers, which I'm not sure if it would work when you're going against a really good teams, real quality in their team. So I wonder if if he will change that going forward, but. Looking at the rest of the group in Nasaf and Al Wasl, I think Persepolis will still have enough quality to to see them through uh, to the next round. Pejwan, let's talk about someone that has really put himself, you know, lighting up the Persian Gulf League, Ali Alipur, and he's doing such a phenomenal job under Ivankovic's system. Would you say it's Ivankovic's system that is getting the best out of this player, or is this just his natural talent and now that Ali Alipur has hit his peak? And just give us your general thoughts on this group, please. Uh, well, speaking of Alipur, uh, yeah, I mean, I think uh, Bronco Ivankovic have found uh, the best possible way to use uh, not only Alipur, but, you know, uh, how the... Paris police players attack and and how they can use Alipur. Um, Alipur is he, a decent young player that's uh, that, that has stood out in Paris police this season, sure. But uh, he couldn't have done it uh, alone, uh, and that's maybe one of my fears with with Alipur. I mean, sure, he's done he's done great. He scored a lot of goals um, because he's at the right place at the right time. And, uh, that's that's also something we should thank uh, Ivankovic for. Uh, which, what's interesting for us to see now is how can Alipur uh, deal with you know stronger opponents or maybe even smarter opponents, you know, uh, and uh, him probably being in next uh, World Cup squad for playing the friendly against uh, Libya in Iran. Yeah, uh, Kerosh, he's, he's got a good. I on, on these kind of players, and we'll see if he managed to to convince Kerosh that it is just another just another another good season for for a young Iranian player, and then suddenly they, they just disappear. Uh, so, uh, but I, I'm hopeful. I'm, I think this I think that these kind of new young players they they know how to how to improve, or, or at least they know what's uh, what kind of demands there are to to improve. And speaking of the group, well, well uh, I mean, uh, I, I see Al Sad as one of the favorites uh, in the group. Um, but uh, Paris Police have had a good, good, decent start. Uh, but uh, one win, one loss. But uh, Al Sad with with Javi and Pura Ganji, as we said, now Pura Ganji is off a couple of uh, weeks or maybe even months, I believe. Uh, but you know these teams uh, in Qatar and UAA, although they are less better teams or weaker teams, they're they're far more organized, and there's a different harmony in those kind of clubs uh, that you, you can't find in Iran. And that's even if if they are totally crazy when you know they 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 change coaches all the time. But still, uh, somehow they managed to, to get some good results in the Champions League. So uh, I can for sure see Al Sadd being in the top four uh, at the end of this Champions League run. 
but I can't see a Paris police do, doing that right now. But we'll see what happens. Uh, they, they need some luck, I believe. Guys, before we move on to Group D, the final thing I just want to ask both of you is like, obviously Paris police are very, very close to uh, you know securing themselves a place in the finals of last year Asian Champions League. Uh, quickly, do you see them even potentially reaching that or no? I think there is a possibility that they could reach the semi-final once again, but uh, I, I have my doubts over whether they have real quality to go all the way. But I think if if they do manage to get to another semi-final, then it would be a successful campaign for them. I agree with Sino. Over and out. Alright, awesome. Guys, let's talk about Group D, which I'm pretty uh, amazed how well SFL is doing in such a tough group. So, folks that are listening to this uh, podcast, uh, SFL is in Group D. Um, the, uh, their opponents are Al-Rahyan and Al-Ain and Al-Hilal. Um, you know, it's just a, such a tough group, knowing with the likes of Al-Hilal, especially and Al-Ain, with the talent they have there. Sina, can you give us your general thoughts on this group? And are you very surprised with the work uh, Schaefer has done with this team ever since uh, he's taken the role of Mansourian as manager? I think if you could handpick four of the biggest teams in each uh, Middle Eastern country, this is more or less what you would come up with. Esterlal, Al-Hilal, Al-Ain and Arayan. And they're all very, very top teams. Uh, of course, I don't need to even speak about how um, powerful Al-Hilal or even Al-Ain are. And uh, Al-Rayyan, I think they they defeated Paris Police last season in the group stages, if, I'm, if I remember correctly. So they're a very, very good team as well. Considering the poor start that SLL had in the season, I gave him almost no chance to get out of this group. But as he said, since uh, Schaefer has, um, has come in, I think and their, <clears throat> their fortunes have changed and in the Champions League they've, so far they've performed well above well above my expectations they uh, they managed to get a draw a last minute draw against Al-Rayyan and they defeated Al-Hilal um, so I think four points from the first two games is a very very good return in that group uh, so I think the next game against Al-Ain it will be an indication over how far they can really go. Before the before the tournament started, I thought to myself, if Esteban managed to get out of this group, it would be a very successful campaign for them. But considering the first two games, and I think the way they have performed as well, I think they will look the rest of the rest of the games in the group stages and think, yeah, we, we can definitely do, do this. And of course, once you get to the knockouts, then really, uh, for me, I don't think... They have real potential to win it, but I think getting to the quarters, if they manage to get the group, then is a real possibility. Pejman, if you could give us your thoughts on this group, and also if you could add this um, for the viewers that are listening, is that looking at you know the individual talents these teams have, you know Al Ain, Al Hilal, and Al Rayyan, you know it's phenomenal. And would you say it came down to Schaefer's man management that is getting out of the best out of these players? And right now, SFL is doing so well from the league, especially with how um, everything was looking so um, horrible for them at the beginning of the season? Uh, yeah, I do believe that Schaefer's impact in Estherlon have been really good. Uh, he's, he's got in, in, in a short while managed to, to turn Estherlon around. Uh, but, you know, he, he had good players from the beginning. Yeah, he just needed to to find a good team from that from those players as well. And what's interesting about this group, 
as Sina uh, said, it's a really strong group. And that's good for Estelol as well, because basically everybody can beat everybody, which means uh, uh, Al-Hilal, who usually uh, are supposed to win their home and away games, all of a sudden will, will probably lose a couple of games, you know? And that's good for the other teams. So I believe at the end of this campaign, uh, we'll see this group with, with a quite... Some quite big surprises, and and that's I believe would be in favor of Estelar actually. So I'm, I'm I'm confident that they will do good, and they have a really strong defense, which I think is more important in uh, in the Asian Champions League because they play against much better uh, uh, players in Al Hilal and all other players that you know have international track record, which. Uh, we shouldn't forget. So, uh, with Estelar doing good in the defense, uh, and with, uh, again, the, with their new uh, goal striker, uh, I think they can they can manage to to upset a couple of teams for sure. Right, last question. I think also I think also if you look at the group and look at the results that have taken place in that group so far, um, you'd be able to really tell how close the teams are because out of the four games that have taken place in that group there has been three draws and only one victory and that was Estelar's victory over over Al-Hilal the rest of the games have been a draw so I think um, there's still a lot of time um, to see where the group will go but uh, as Pejma said and I agree with him as well um, Estelar have put himself in a, in, a, in a good position so far Guys, the last thing I want to ask you before we talk about Zobar Hands group is that right now with the situation SRL is in, do you guys think they can maintain it to advance? Sina? Zobar Han, I think, yeah, definitely. I think um, looking at the group, once again, Aldo Heyler, a club almost newly formed in Qatar, they are um, what Lechvia and Al Jaish used to be, that those two clubs formed to uh, create Aldo a very powerful club in, in Qatar. and um, for me, they were favourites to go to go up as the first team, and so far, they've won both the games. Um, <coughs> excuse me, um, but I think second place for me personally before the tournament started was between Zobahan and Al Wahda of, of the UAE. But now Lokomotiv Tashkent have, have done really well. They they managed to beat Al Wahda five 0 in the first game, which was a very surprising result. But for me, it's still Zobahan are in a good shape at the moment, and um, I, I think. They would be disappointed if they don't go through to the next round. Pejwan, if you could give us your thoughts on this group. And just the final thing I just don't want to say. I just want to go back to uh, Group D with Esegal. Could you guys give me your thoughts on the group? Do you guys actually see Esegal still advancing with the likes of Alain, Al Rayon, and uh, Al Halal? Pejwan? Yeah, for sure. As I said before, um, Everybody can beat everybody, and that's probably in uh, Estelal's uh, favor. And uh, Zoban have an interesting squad with, uh, with never aging uh, Mehdi Rajabzadeh, who, who keeps scoring uh, more and more for each year. So, and, and they got a good start. So, so yeah, I'm, I'm confident that uh, both will do good. Sina? Yeah, Zobahan, I think, um, as I said, you know, they, they definitely do have a great opportunity to, to go uh, to go to the next round. And um, I 
think Peshman mentioned a very good point about the squad, and I really do like the squad. I think it's a mixture of experience and and uh, young talent, and I think that that mixture can be extremely helpful for them in this competition. But um, I think Alenoy, who's um, current manager, has some responsibility as well in terms of getting the team up to speed tactically um, and fitness-wise as well. Because I think in the first game against Aldo Hill, they were winning one 0 up until midway through the second half, where they threw it away and ended up losing 3-1. So, I think there's some work to be done on that side. Guys, last thoughts um, before we move on to talking about the Persian Golf League. From your just on your general thoughts, who would you say this year potentially could be the winner? I'm going to start this off with Pejman. Let's say first police just for fun, you know. Uh, why not? Uh, they got a decent squad and... Uh, uh, they can they can do they will good or I guess it would be probably somewhere if some Chinese team from the east side like uh, Guangzhou Evergrade maybe. Well, I mean, yeah, of course the non-Iranian teams Al Hilal as well. But I think one thing we also need to um, bring up is from SLL's group. If SLL do manage to get out of the group mm-hmm. and qualify for the next round, that means one of either Al Ain and Al Hilal will be knocked out, which is. I think a huge, huge positive for any of the Iranian teams or any of the other teams in the competition because that means one of the favourites almost for the competition have been knocked out. So I think there's a lot of confidence to take from that if SLL managed to get out of the group. Um, and I think beating teams like that in the group stages will certainly mentally give them a lot of, uh, lot of positivity and a lot of hope going further into the competition. So... Um, I think, once again, if man- they manage to get out of the group stages, then who, uh, I mean, potentially they could even get to the semis or even further. No, no. Um, the Asian Champions League, it is what it is. And uh, it's just a period that the Iranian teams still can play in their, or and Saudi teams still can play in their home turf when they play against each other. So it's, it's a period that they have to play in Oman and other, other natural venues. Guys, all right, let's talk about now the Persian Golf League and last year champs, Paris Police and Bronco Ivankovic has been a revolution behind the team and even the brand of style of football they play is actually quite enjoyable to watch compared to the other teams. They're running with the league. Is there any notable differences, Sina, would you say from last season till now um, with the work that Mr. Ivankovic has done? It's more or less uh, the same squad um, with the exception, of course, of, of, of Taremi who, who left the club. Um, but Alipur, as Pejman mentioned before, has done fantastically well since he's really stepped up to being a first-choice striker. Of course, there's Godwin mentioned as well, a Nigerian striker who did extremely well for Paycon last season. He joined Paris Police halfway through last season. There's been a couple of other additions as well, but they're almost um, on the subs- well, they are on the substitute bench, such as Siomaki Nemati and Bashar Rasan, an Iraqi midfielder. Um, but it's more or less the same squad with the same tactics, same formation. Um, so really, I don't think they've strengthened. I mean, they've strengthened the squad, but I don't necessarily think they've strengthened the lineup as much. So their ability to almost well, they've oh, they're almost confirmed as champions to to win the league by this much distance. I think is uh, is a failure more or less on other other teams uh, to be able to challenge them rather than Paris Police actually improving the squad. Uh, they're, they're a, a joy to watch even if they got hammered in the Champions League 
uh, last games I'm seeing from them. Um, I think they really play as a as a team, which is uh, something we're not always used to when it comes to Iranian football. Uh, and also they have some uh, spectacular players that, that can do that little extra thing that's necessary to, to take home those three points. And Godin Mesha, as Sinan mentioned, so he's a goal scorer, interesting player, and, you know, uh, he got his chance more or less because of because of the lack of uh, Ptolemy, because he, he was uh, suspended. And he took that chance and did really good. And then... Um, they, Branco was his own good as he have good people around him uh, like like fitness coach and everybody else that's those those details are really important to uh, that those in, how can I say those details are what makes a club being from good to the best and uh, for me uh, that's one of the main reasons Persepolis are doing so good that they they feel like a European team, almost. Guys, a uh, question I have for you guys next is obviously a club in Esfahan, Sepan, that has always been a big powerhouse. Unfortunately, it looks like they're doing horrendous this season. Uh, Sina, why would why is this a situation, especially knowing that Sepan has always been a top team in the reigning league? Well, there's, there's plenty of reasons to really... Uh, talk about in terms of Sepan's failure to perform for almost two seasons now. Um, but I think the main reason is that they are going through a transitional period and they have been going through it for 18 months to two years now. And uh, If you think of Sepan historically in the past few years, in the past 10 to 15 years, you think of the likes of Hadi Arili, Muharram and Avid Kiyo, you know, people like that. And they are not there anymore. They have all retired or left in I think the club is really trying to find its new identity in terms of players. They've, they've gone through a couple of managers. Abdullah Vaisi came to Sepan after his uh, unbelievable achievement with Salah Khuzestan. He couldn't really do anything. Zalat Kranchar came back. Again, he, he didn't really achieve much and he was sacked a few months ago and then they brought in Mansour Ibrahim Zodeh who is a bit of a dinosaur in my opinion. But... Um, they are they are really struggling. They're only one point above the relegation. Uh, sorry, one point uh, four points above the relegation zone. I think, if I'm correct, um, but it's really tight in there. Uh, they haven't really been winning as many games. I've watched them a few times. They they keep the ball well. They keep it. They kept it moving pretty well. But it's just when it comes to creating opportunities, they were lacking in the final third. And um, I think. Certain that they, they won't be relegated, no chance. But I think going forward, in terms of looking ahead to next season, there's a lot of improvements uh, they need to have in the squad. Um, they had Mehdi Sharifi back, a striker who I used to be a fan of before his long move to Turks or Sazi, but he's, he's come back since January and he's, he's kind of given him a. Uh, he's almost been like a new signing. Um, so he's given him a lot of firepower. Uh, so. I think for the rest of the season, they'll just hope to get a few wins under their belt and, and improve their confidence because they seem like they're lacking a lot and just plan ahead uh, for next season. Peshma, could you give us your thoughts on that, please? And also another question I have for you, which I'm pretty sure is surprising everyone, is Parsi Jamal Boucher. If you could talk about that as well, especially now that considering they're in fourth place in the league. 
Yeah, well, I think yes, you know, summed up pretty pretty well what's happened in uh, in Sepahon. I just hope that they can bounce back because uh, before Paris Police, uh, I think Sepahon has always been number one in Iran, uh, considering being a professional club with with harmony, and that's why uh, a lot of uh, players when they went to Sepahon. They actually stayed for longer than one or two years because they they felt that uh, they could progress and they, they felt a harmony in, in the club, which was professional. And uh, I think they will bounce back as well as, as soon as they, they found their their identity and you know and what, what they can do with the club and accept uh, a couple of years of bad results for for thinking of the long run instead. But yeah, the saga with Paris Chernobyl Boucher, I mean, that's, that's simply amazing. Uh, they came up this year from Oslo Devon League and nobody was really expecting them to, to cause all this damage, making all this noise that had been done in the, in the Persian uh, uh, Pro League, the Iran Pro League so far. Although they, they have uh, in the last couple of months, almost you could say, uh, dropped a couple, a couple of places. They were uh, in in a serious candidate for for taking the gold in the beginning, and that's something you you have to respect because when you look at the squad, I mean you, you see a couple of interesting players like oh wait there there's Kabi you know who was a, a great talent, but but now you're like to, to be honest. That's not the best known squad. So, uh, whatever they're doing in, in Boucher, I think they should continue with it because they, they are uh, they're a joy to watch, and I'm I'm sure they can in, be a good inspiration to other uh, smaller teams from other smaller cities or smaller than than, than Tehran and the other big big cities, of course. That they can do some damage and they can get some points. They can even get a Champions League spot maybe after the season and that's good for not being Paris Police Estirlal Sepahan Teraktor Sazi so uh, after the season when it's when it's over we have to take a serious look at Paris Junobibusher and ask ourselves how did this happen were they good or were other teams simply that bad right interesting points Pejman Sina, if you could just add on what Pejman had to say, and just a follow-up on that, please, is that um, if you could speak about teams that you possibly see getting relegated, um, going back to the Azadegan League. Yeah, I mean, starting with Pastor Junubi, I think, as, as Pejman said, it's a very interesting story. and Under the management of Mehdi Tartar as well, who, who doesn't necessarily have, have a great record when it comes to managing teams in the, in the Persian Gulf Pro League, but... They started the season fantastically well, and for a little while they were the closest challengers to Paris Police. The season has kind of dipped off a little bit, as you would expect it in the last few weeks, but they are still in the Champions League hunt, a hunt with a Champions League race, which I think is more interesting than the title race. Of course, the, first, the top three teams qualifying for the Champions League, but in third place, you have Esterlal along with I think four of the clubs and they're all on 38 points and it's SLR, Parsi Jam, uh, Paycon, Fulad and Saipan they're all on 38 points so it says so 
perfectly for the rest of the season to see who can really uh, challenge for that final spot. And of course, Zobahan are in second with 40 po- 41 points, but I don't think um, they will really allow, they will uh, they will slip up as much. Mm-hmm. But Porsche is right, they don't really have that many of big players, but they did make some interesting signings over the summer, and especially during the winter transfer window. Moksada Furuzon is a, is a good quality goalkeeper who has been performing well for them this season. They they have a midfielder by the name of Hossein Puramini who has surprised a lot of people in Iran. He's um, a hard-working midfielder and I've watched him a couple of times and I think he's one of their key players. But they've also signed the likes of Mohamed Nouri and Mohamed Sayyibi over the winter transfer window and they're hoping that those signings can be enough to get them a, a Champions League spot. But answering your question in regard to the relegation relegation zone relegation fights Sior Jamegon who are at the bottom of the league they've been in that in that position for a few seasons now but somehow they've managed to survive for two or three seasons in a row and um, I don't, somehow I don't think this season will be they, they'll be able to repeat it they have 15 points they are 8 points from safety they've only managed to get uh, two wins all season they've just sacked Ghulam Reza Inayati um, so they're looking for a manager as well and um, I don't think uh, looking at the squad as well and the state of the team right now I, I, I think they're all, they are guaranteed to go down it's a lot of Khuza's son who are occupying the other relegation spots they've had severe financial problems um, some of their players haven't been, haven't been paid for a long time um, it's kind of been interesting because that means they had to let go of a lot of players but they've that meant they gave a lot of chances to young players, players such as Yunus Adelfi, who we saw in the in the on the 17s World Cup, as well as Vahid Namdori, another uh, young talent, 17 year old. And um, I think in that sense, it's been good for for us neutral to see young players playing. But I think for Salahuddin Abdullah Vasi has a tough challenge to to keep them up. And then above that, you have Sepi Rudarash, who are under the management of Ali Academy, of course. So if he drew them Paddy there, they're only three well, points uh, above. Not anymore. Uh, I think Ali Academy stepped down, didn't he? Well, he won against Soipa two days ago. Um, Soipa Valley Doi, and it was a very interesting um, uh, game in many sense, of course. Having uh, you've seen Ali Doi and Ali Academy going head to head on the on the touchline, um, that was a very crucial win for them. So now. Sepi Drude with Paddy there. Paddy there, who's again, Paddy there is another one who started the season fantastically well. I think they they were, uh, I think, third, second or third at one point, and their season has gone completely wrong since then, and they're almost in a relegation zone. So I think uh, right now, looking at how things are going, somehow I get the feeling that Isla Khuzasan might stay up, and Sior uh, Jomegon and Sepi Drude. Uh, may may be going down to the to the Ozadigan League, but we've seen uh, more weird things happen in the in the Iranian Pro League. So um, I might very very well be wrong. Yeah, and also uh, I sorry I made a mistake. Hossein Kaib Kabi, of course, played for Sepi through the Rash and not for Pashtun Bilal Sher. Yeah. Guys, I mean, Pejman, can you give us your thoughts on, you know, the relegation battle? And on top of that, is there any, like, notable team that has uh, disappointed you um, from, you know, coming from the last season or two years ago till now? 
of course, we mentioned uh, territories of the Tabriz, what they've done, you know, they're actually closer closer to the relegation zone uh, and uh, being champions. Well, champions, they're almost like they're 28 points away, so that, that's that's something they can't for, forget, but they're only nine points away from Champions League, and that's maybe not impossible. But yeah, Tactics of the Tabriz, um, uh, yeah, it's, it's a pity to see them, see them because they're great fans, and it's always fun to see them. But uh, some teams that have impressed me, I, I would say, you know, um, Nafte Tehran, uh, which they, they have some like really. All the players, all like in, in a good former Estelar and Paris Police, the national team players that that's done really good. Considering that Naft is a is a really really big mess of a team. I don't know even how they can exist because you don't even know who's the coach, or you don't even know if they'll be able to to have the same color on their shirts when they play a game and you don't even know if when they're away game are they supposed to take their own cars or they fly or they take the bus i mean the whole club is a mess and they haven't of, of course getting paid the way they're supposed to even if maybe the players are used to it considering all those uh, negative happen things happening in the club uh nafe tehran have been have done Better than I would imagine. I, I would thought like they will take like seven, ten, fifteen points, but right now they're they're taking twenty four points. Although of course only four points above relegation zone, but uh, considering what's what state the club is, I think that's that's quite good achievement from them. Sina, if you could add on what uh, Pejman said, and we're going to wrap this up soon. And on top of what he said, please, could you also add, if there's any notable youngster or someone that, um, you know, maybe in the future team that they should look at? Well, I think, first of all, I completely agree with what Pejman said in terms of Nafta Tehran. This is a club that was so, so close to being folded uh, completely um, about two or three months ago. But since Human Afuzali has taken over uh, from Ali Karimi, they've done fantastically well. I think they're on a six-game six unbeaten. Uh, they've had like four or five draws. Uh, so I think, for me, that's that's very good. Um, he, he's done a very, very impressive job so far. And if he manages to keep them up, then it would be a fantastic achievement for him and for Nafta Tehran. But I wonder what will happen to them next season because as I said they've changed owners I think two or three times this season they've changed managers four times so it's it's uh, it's really really disappointing to see a club of, of that stature in that situation but um, in terms of young players I think I already mentioned Younes Delphi is, is one that I uh, uh, really like obviously as well as of course but Soipo have a lot of good young players um, uh, of course, Reza Jafari managed to score a goal the week, and um, they have a few other um, interesting young players. Toha Shariati, of course, is, is another one. Players we who are, we are familiar with because of the on the 17s World Cup. But uh, I wouldn't say there's been any notable uh, youngsters who have done extremely well. But I think there's there are a few players who who can um, if they get the time, if they get the match time. 
they can prove to be a, a top top player. But um, yeah, right. guys, let's uh, wrap this um, section of episode. Excuse me, of Gold Bazan up. And the last thing I just want to talk about is the derby is on March first between Paris Boys and Estacol. Sina, what are your thoughts on that? Um, what do you think the scoreline is going to be? Quickly. Well, uh, Paris Police will definitely want to win the game. It's a big game. It's of course, I don't need to talk about the rivalry. A win for Paris Police will most likely mean they will win the league. So imagine how they would feel if they, how Essel would feel if they practically hand over the title to Paris Police for the defeat. Um, but at the same time, Essel will want to win because of the fight for the Champions League spots. I, I mentioned earlier on how tight it is. So it would make for a very interesting game, I think. I would. I've been brought up as an SLO fan, so I have to go for an SLO win. I'd go probably 3, no, not 3, 2 1. 2 1 to SLO. Benjamin? Yeah, I think the more important game for SLO than Paris Police. Paris Police, Paris Police having 19 points uh, more than SLO, they can lose some, some games. But for SLO, because they had such a poor start, uh, a win against their main uh, rivals, Paris Police, could at least, you know, uh, make the fans happy for for a while. Uh, and for them, I think it's a more important game than for for Paris Police. And in that way, I think Estherlal would be more motivated to to take the three points. So I say actually uh, one zero to Estherlal, a penalty. And, and um, probably when uh, people are listening to this pod, the game has already been, been played. So we'll see uh, who who's gets the, the closest results. Guys, thank you so much for your time. As always, a pleasure to speak to you guys. And you know, I'm, I'm pretty sure the listener, listeners will enjoy this section as well. Uh, Sina, Peshwan, thank you guys. Thank you, Pasha. Thank you, Sina. Cheers, guys. Great to speak to you. Take care.